0: Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Jane Austen adaptations, now covering Incense and Sensibility by Sonali Dev. I'm Yolanda
1: Rodriguez. And I'm Jillian Davis. We're proud partners of the Frolic Podcast Network, a community made up of your favorite voices in all of Romancelandia and beyond. Keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley, and you can email us at the at gmail.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Pemberley Podcast,
0: where this week we are going to wrap up our discussion on incense and sensibility. We have reached the final three chapters of this book. I
1: can't believe we're here. I I feel like we just started and now it's all over. We're (laughs) done with incense and sensibility. It's been rough the last couple chapters. Uh, And it gets, spoilers, it gets better. It does. But we're in a pretty rough place right now. I know.
0: We'll have like, I don't know, a year before Sonali's next book that is a Jane Austen retelling. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. we will just have to wait until the next one. But this has been such a great book and such a,
1: a good read. Such a good world. Great yeah. characters. What do you think? Between Pride, Prejudice, Other Flavors, <sighs> Recipe for Persuasion, Incense and Sensibility, do you have a favorite couple and or book?
0: I don't know. Maybe because Rico was so great. And I think the, the cooking show premise was so fun too. I really liked them, but I do love India and Yush just because they are so opposite, but they work so well together as we will see. But who's your favorite couple?
1: I think Incense and Sensibility is my favorite of these just okay. because I feel like we spent two whole books learning all about Yush and his campaign. That's true. Like, he was the main character before we ever met him. I yeah. feel like he made a guest appearance like for two seconds in two books. Yeah. I'm so glad to finally be in his head. And I just love that contradiction of like the politician and the yoga instructor. Yeah. Like I feel like in other books, we get a lot of family history and I love that, mm-hmm. but we're like mostly with our couple. This yeah. Team. That's like true. it's mostly them.
0: Right. Because with recipe for persuasion there were a lot more flashbacks and a lot more even understanding her mom's history too and understanding like why the why the things like ultimately led up to this moment. And here we're just sort of all action and we're really going. Yeah. And there there are like some glimpses of flashbacks, but it's not as as heavy as uh definitely a recipe for persuasion. Yeah.
1: And I also feel like of all the sort of Jane Austen to Rajay adaptations, this feels the closest to the story that it's based on. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, like, oh yeah. yeah, this is Sense and Sensibility.
0: Again, I would love to see any and all of these get adapted um, into TV, mm-hmm. into movies, mm-hmm. into all of the above. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, if you're listening. <laughs> Please call
1: Sonali, you know. But until they do, we are going to talk about them on our... Powerful podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking of TV film, let's tell the people what we've been watching lately.
0: This show has been on for so many years, uh, and I watched it as a kid and have re found it again as an adult and still love it. It is the reality show Survivor, in case you don't know. Survivor is a show where 20 regular people are essentially castaways on an island and are split up into different tribes of people and they compete. And at the end, whoever is the last one uh, gets a million dollars. And it's, you know, they face the elements of living on an island. So they have to learn like to make fire. They have to find food. They have to, you know, also deal with the fact that they can trust no one. And and so it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of interesting dynamics. And it's essentially like this big social experiment to see how do people survive and how are they going to interact? It's a fun show. It's just a lot of strategic stuff there's times where I convince myself I could do that I could be on this (laughs) I could be on this show Uh, but then you see the physical challenges and you're like that's really difficult uh there's a lot of bugs would I actually survive or would I be that person who is crying all the time (laughs) probably them
1: so you had me at bugs I I feel like you know there's always a part of you that's like oh could I go on this show yeah No. no I'm out when I was a kid, I had a friend who, her and her mom loved Survivor, mm. and so she had a Survivor themed birthday party. What? Oh, so I bizarre. just. The only thing I remember doing was like writing something on a rock. Is it still hosted by that one guy? Yeah, it is. Wow. And he's like such a, he's actually really great at asking the right question. I I can't tell if my TV show that I'm talking about is really similar to that or really different. And it's... um, Probably different. (laughs) It's different. Well, it's funny. So my show is Loki, which you've talked about. Yeah. um, But I've, I've finally gotten there. I'm usually behind other people. What's so fascinating about Loki is I didn't really know what it was about. There's a six episode show, and I didn't know what it was about for the first like two and a half episodes. Okay. I get it now. I get it. There's yeah. a lot happening. What this feels like to me is a very expensive. Doctor Who spinoff. Yeah. um, Just because it just so reminds me of like, we're not really told what the rules of the world are. We're just thrown into a new environment with new characters and we've just gotta figure it out from there. It's very philosophical. It's sort of got this cat and mouse crime sort of relationship in there with Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston's characters. And you know, it's interesting. So I'm watching it with my friend. We came across a scene where people were talking and like we were only looking at faces framed by by frame and realized they were filming that show in COVID. I looked it up. Mm. They started January of 2020, had to shut down in March. Oh, no. And then they picked up production again in <gasps> September of oh, 2020. God. And then it released earlier this year. Right. And like, I just can't
0: There's like a little bit of context that you get from watching the movies, but it is a whole other world. It's a whole
1: new world. It's It's like WandaVision, where I think it definitely took me a second to realize what was going on. But once I got it, I was like, got it. We're doing this now. Hopefully Doctor Who would one day also get that kind of budget. I don't think it's likely, but you never know. You know, who knows anything (laughs) about the future? Who knows anything about anything? Maybe should just dive right into our last episode of incense and sensibility yeah
0: so previously in the chapters china has returned from south korea completely heartbroken because song is awful india and yosh had this moment where they feel like yes we're gonna finally be together uh Yash is gonna tell the truth and throw the entire election away but no they realized he can't do that and they can't be together. So we are really just picking up on chapter twenty-six on complete devastation.
1: <laughs> so Total devastation. India is heartbroken. Both Dashwood sisters are, are their hearts are yeah. just in pieces. It's just not okay. Things are actually about to get worse in sort of India's world. Because China's back, she's picking up the broken pieces of her heart. She's realizing where she went wrong. She's realizing where everyone was like, me. Don't do the thing that you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. You don't quit your job. Maybe you don't like spend all your money to like go stay in Korea for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, especially when your girlfriend's not asking you to do that. Her but and Brandy have been hanging out. That is the upside. Is yeah. they have been spending some time together. She was the first friendly face uh, to comfort her outside the family when she got back. And she's asked Colonel Brandon. I'm like quite happy that they are doing their thing together.
0: Yeah, I guess if we're talking about these three chapters as a whole, too, we don't actually see them, like, officially get together together. It's more just, like, the beginnings of them hanging out and being cool with each other, where, you know, I think the first introduction China had to Brandy was, like, tackling her, or trying to make sure she wasn't a threat, and China was like, I live here, can you please not? <laughs> I'm not um, a threat. So, um, Uh,
1: Now they're on good terms and hanging out. And that's great. And you know what? Because, you know, this is uh, Sense and Sensibility, we know one day they'll be together. Yeah. But... I do think that China has some healing to do before she gives her heart to another because she just got pretty brutally burned. And um, we just don't need that to happen so soon a second time. Yeah. Things are about to get a bit crazier in India's life because as we discussed in the last chapter, she and Yash had a very emotional goodbye. They were making out against her car. Little did they know Paparazzi got a photo of that. Ugh. So there's a picture of Yush kissing a beautiful woman against her car, and it is splashed all over the news. Yes,
0: she is with China when she sees this news, and I mean China recognizes her car. She recognizes her clothes, India her, herself, yeah. Uh, but thankfully, because of the positioning that Yush was in, you can't see India's face. You just see like her figure. So it really could be. Any woman. And the way the news is spitting this is who is this woman? It doesn't look like Nina. Who could it be? You see that there's a press conference and Nina has cut her hair to look exactly like India's and she's like that was me how dare the press take advantage of us like t- like capture this very intimate moment it was a very emotional day she's really selling this she's she's a pro she's great at, at what she does
1: honestly like hate to say it it's part of what's gotten yush this
0: far yeah okay <laughs> she has truly carried so much of this lie on her back for them yep where he's just kind of been going along with it too so she's been the one driving the lie but he also hasn't stopped it. He hasn't pressed the brakes. Yeah. Um, so he is also alongside Nexter. He, and he's also stepping up into that PR role of like, I was in a meeting with the, like, like this, these really important groups, and I get pulled out for this, for th- this is news. And so he's also really selling it like, this isn't news. Like, this isn't what you think it is. They're just trying to spin this into a scandal. It's not a scandal. And I do love that he says, I love the woman in these photos. And the readers know, and India knows, he's not talking about Nina.
1: (laughs) Well, and it's, you know, he's kind of on this new path of honesty. The words leaving his mouth are not really lies. Yeah, It's pretty shady. And he's also pretty pissed off at Nina for... Doing that, you know, like I think there's a part of Yush that actually would have loved to have been exposed because then it's like he didn't have to choose between his career or the woman he loves and then he would get the woman that he loves and now she's gone who she must be real tight Real tight with her hairdresser to like have gotten that exact <laughs> hair. Like, can you just imagine her stalking India's Instagram or like showing her that photo of Yush kissing her and be like, give me this, you know? Oh, like, we're in flea bag and it's just like a whole thing india is obviously sitting at home and you know maybe she should be thrilled that her name is not being dragged through the mud yeah but she's actually not that happy
0: so again china recognizes her car so she's like something's up she goes to confront india but then india quickly redirects um any questions and anger and it like, so financially, we're not doing too great. I really need your help, which is something that even Yush has been trying to push her to do more of is like, accept help. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't carry everything. You can't just carry the burden of financially taking care of everyone around you. You need to accept help. So then she does tell China like, "Mom doesn't have healthcare insurance, uh, things are pretty pretty bad. My only option that I see is us selling the house." Tara walks in and she's like, "You said what? <laughs> We're not selling this house." <laughs> They also just happen to be arguing in front of Brandy and her daughter. Brandy can't help but overhear what's going on.
1: And solve all their problems.
0: Yes. And as a reminder, Brandy is super rich. And so, um, but also has this very, had a very hateful relationship with her parents. And she doesn't, she has all this money, but she's never wanted to touch the money. So she feels like this is a way to help someone without really using the money, and so still getting good out of it. So she's mm-hmm. like, I will loan this to you. I'm investing in the studio. Yes. Just accept it that way. And um, at this point, India's like, we'll talk about it, but the mom has already in her mind and heart accepted it.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so. what other choice do they have? I mean, yeah. it's definitely a situation that I would be like, it's too good to be true. Yeah. But if I had to choose between the thing that's too good to be true and losing everything, I don't choose the possibly shady offer and then we'll just deal with the consequences down the line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's not going to be shady because it's brandy and it's all if we're in the third to last chapter it's not (laughs) going to go south like that. It just can't. It's not that kind of book. And then China decides to go back to work. Great. Which I don't understand what other choice she has. Um, We also, I mean, we kind of learn in this financial conversation that she basically lost a lot of her money traveling to and staying in Korea. And, you know, had to come back and pack up her whole life and hasn't had any income for a while. So she's getting her life back on track after making a tragic mistake. And then we still are with India, who still has to go to Nisha's baby shower. As a reminder, Nisha is Yush's sister. (laughs) Uh, This seems like one of those baby showers where men are invited and he's going (laughs) to be there. And so is Nina. There's no way India can back out. But this major
0: news just also broke out. So it's going to be awkward. And who is really essentially the first person who goes up to India at this baby shower is Nina. Nina herself confronts her with the same haircut in person. Like I'm sure that must be very surreal and very weird.
1: Um, Can I just say I'm reading what you wrote in the outline and the people need to know. I read it exactly (laughs) before I even read your like little note at the end. I was like, I know what this is. You wrote, but India fights back. She finally sees Nina for who she really is, which is ugly. <laughs> which, for those of you who need to know, obviously know that's a quote from "She's the Man." Yes. with Amanda Bynes. It's great.
0: I felt like this really summed up exactly this conversation yep. because Nina really tries to put India, like, in her place, if you will. Yeah. But India is empowered, and she loves Yush, so she's gonna fight back for this man she loves. And she realizes just how manipulative Nina has been in this relationship for so long. She realizes, you're saying that Yush asked you to get this haircut, but did he really? You must have gotten it. You must have set up the press conference. You are doing all of these things. Mm -hmm. Any hope that I had for this relationship is gone. But like, I'm still going to fight for him in some way. Really, we can just go right into chapter 27. Yush has also sulking around the baby shower trying to keep tabs on things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he goes to look for Nina and he walks in on this very conversation
1: it's interesting because this moment actually reminds me a lot of the moment from Pride and Prejudice where like Lady Catherine barges in and she's like are you engaged my nephew? You couldn't possibly Ugh, yeah. and Lizzie's just like clearly you don't know your nephew that well if you need to come over and ask me about this yeah. um, and I do love that I-, I feel like it really proves the strength of Nina and Yush's connection. And Yush's connection that she doesn't even have to question, like, why would he do that? She's like, doesn't sound like him, so you must be a lying. The moment that Yush walks in is when like he hear, overhears that like Nino was really hoping for a real relationship between them, you know? Nine is grasping at straws at this point. Yeah. She she wants to be First Lady of California. She wants the donor money that she gets when there's no scandal happening in her life. Yeah. She this, this just fits with this idea of herself that she's always had. But the issue is the idea of herself never had anything to do with Yush and what he wants and yeah. what they really are and what they really want from their lives. India's heart has been in the right place this whole time. She's here for the right reasons. Yush has this really sweet moment where he basically chooses India over Nina, and his parents are there and they see it. Luckily mom is really happy for him. Dad is the one who's impossible to please. Yash has just kind of gotten to that place where he no longer thinks of his life as anything other than his own, which is great. Like he's having his empowering moment when he sees the woman he loves fighting for him, even though he knows it should be over between them. You know, it's great. Obviously mom and dad need an explanation. <laughs> and we kind of end the chapter on him sitting them down and being like, here's what happened.
0: Yeah. And I mean also part of that conversation is Mina even realizing, oh, you're you're still dealing with a lot of the trauma that we thought like we were past. But mm-hmm. there there's different ways now that I see that these are all connected and why like a lot of this hurt is still building up in your life and you mm-hmm. haven't been able to face it. Mm-hmm. And she's felt like but you've always been able to talk to us. Like you should have been able to, and then she realizes, oh, these are the ways we now see like, or at least least Mina is seeing Mm -hmm. how they weren't the most open to talk to or why he was just set on this path. He didn't feel like he could veer off of it at all. So he's been holding all of this in and not been able to talk to anyone.
1: But now he's finally able to say everything he's been always wanting to say. And it's a great empowering moment we cut to our final chapter yeah. chapter 28 this is where it all comes together cuz remember so we've had a semi public confrontation where yush i mean it's it's been a lot of back and forth i feel like the last few chapters yush chooses india then he chooses the election then he chooses india And we're kind of at this tipping point. We've been operating under the assumption this whole time that it's one or the other. Yeah. And I feel like Yush has just gotten to a point where he's like, I'm just not going to think this way anymore. I'm going to try my best to have both. And I'm going to come clean. And I'm going to be honest. Like, yes, Nina really carried this election on her back by being (laughs) the doting loyal fiance, but I don't actually need a lie to help support the fact that I really care about people. And that's why I'm doing this. And that's really what I'm about. That's his whole platform. So it's been a week since that happened. India's just home, minding her beeswax, when Yasha's three sisters, the three Rajay sisters, Barge in and are like, hey, our TV isn't working, which like it's not working in any of their mansions or their <laughs> penthouse know. apartments or it's not streaming on their phones. Fine. Yeah. We have to watch Yush. He's going to do a thing like we're coming in. And Yush is giving a press conference. It's worth noting that the election is still Really close. I feel like at this point, the election's like tomorrow. Yeah. It's really close. Basically, Yush is giving a press conference where he lays out the entire timeline and the truth of his fake relationship with Nina. And he is trying to have an honest and open relationship with India, but also with his California constituents.
0: Yeah, because that was the thing that India told him is like, I can't start this relationship on a lie. Like, we're just going to be lying and hiding so much of this. That's also a reason why she couldn't see this going forward. And so for him to publicly now clear the air on everything is not only for him a way to make sure that there's an open, honest relationship with the California voter, but also now he can start fresh and anew with India. So he is trying to have it all. He's trying to both be honest with the voters and he's like, at least I will be honest. And if Mm -hmm. I win... Great, but we'll see. I think right now he's just, he's just operating on like, honesty is going to be best for me. And that's how I'm going to be able to live with myself. Mm-hmm. So that's the way forward. Um Which I mean, this is all very overwhelming information for India to take in.
1: Oh, yeah. She um, like she hasn't known about any of this. No, like, for all intents and purposes, they're together. But, like, you know, probably have, like, been together for the last week emotionally. But, like, didn't – clearly didn't know about this press conference.
0: No. And, I I mean, they haven't seen each other for a week. So, she really didn't know where they stand either. So, she thinks it's weird. First of all, his sister show up. Um, His mom just shows up. Brandy shows up. She's like, okay, where is he? What's going on? Yep. Little Chutney is barking at someone. So, she goes outside and Yash is there. And he, because like, my favorite thing was, I think, one of the sisters says, um, did you know that this is on a 30 minute delay, the press conference? And did you know who left the studio 30 minutes ago? And then the doorbell rings and you're like, Oh my god, it's, it's him. So uh,
1: they're together and they can finally be together. Well, not only that, so they can be together. I've already won because I have you, which is the sweetest line where he's like, I don't even care if I win or lose. And then we sort of cut to the night of the election um, where we're watching big updates. You've seen, you've been to election parties (laughs) and big news. Yush is the next governor of California. Nisha has her baby, which if you sort of follow along in the previous books, Nisha had some fertility issues. So this is also... Big news for the Rajes. And finally at 3am, Yush and India have a moment alone. They're just sort of talking about their their future together. And they're discussing baby names. and, And it's really sweet. And they lived happily ever after. They get to have it all. I love that the voters of California chose to believe it. Yes. I love this world. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Any politician was like, I did not cheat on my fiance. We had a fake relationship. It was a misunderstanding. She wanted more and I didn't. I'm gonna be like, you're disgusting yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> this is this is uh, you know, where some of the fiction uh, yes. really comes out. Yes. But um we do find out it was a very narrow margin if that's helpful. See not at everyone all. believed him. So very narrow margin where he, he did win. Yeah, I think realistically would be tough. Would be tough to believe someone yeah. this close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would have a pretty big impact on his votes. But I think it was a big impact, but enough that he still won. So we we're very happy for Yash. I mean, this has been a career long goal. This has been like, I mean, yes, governor is one stage, but
1: like, who knows what's next really for him too. We'll remember the vision that his um, psychic cousin or ah, yes. clairvoyant cousin Isha had years ago is seeing Yush outside of a big white house. Mm. So California is just the beginning. Yeah. It's interesting because obviously we've been really focusing on the campaign this book. But in the previous two books we've heard an awful lot about, like, I feel like this campaign has been going on for years. I know. <laughs> it's, like, as long as we've been reading these books, this campaign has been happening. And in fact, that's even in um, the first one when it was Trisha and DJ. I mean, one of the reasons why she needed to be so picky about who she let into her life is because they could do nothing to disrupt the campaign that Yush was running. Mm. And, and then he almost blew it, but he didn't blow it. It yeah. all came together very harmoniously and they have a good and honest relationship. It makes me very happy. It makes me sad that the book is done. I know. It makes me happy that I was dark for a while there. Yeah. But then we made a hard left and it turned into a happily ever after <laughs> kind of ending. Much like any Austen Austin book, you're like, how is all this devastation going to
0: really wrap up? And then everything turns out great. So I know.
1: One of my favorite Jane Austen movie endings is... You know, in Sense and Sensibility, they obviously have the double wedding right. with Eleanor and Marianne. Edward and Brandon and Marianne. And then in the distance, you see Willoughby yes. on his horse, like watching from afar, watching the woman. And it's it's sort of a, a clue that he really did love her and he really wanted that future with her. But yeah. he chose the money over her. I, I just want to know if there's like that kind of a moment where like Nina's looking over them and she's on a horse very far away, seeing them happy or... Or song is just kinda like watching this happen and and she sees, I don't know, China in the background or something with brandy and I'm like, Someone's gotta regret their choices here (laughs) because we've got
0: some great heroines. Yeah. Well that wraps up this season of the podcast. It does. We've been following this pattern of now uh, picking up an adaptation of each of Jane Austen's books, so we've covered quite a few already. We still really just have Northanger Abbey and Mansfield Park. Obviously, we've heard the news about New Sanditon and more Bridgerton and Mm -hmm. even that dating Pride and Prejudice show, so there's more beyond just those two books. Bones are our oyster. Yeah, we'll likely just be on hiatus for a little short while, and we'll be back. Always feel free to reach out on social media. You can follow us at The Pemberley or reach out over email thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com and just keep up with us on social media. Take care, everyone. Bye!